0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your brand new source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. Coming to you with a Tuesday edition pre-gaming for the Packers-Titans Thursday night football matchup. And I am joined here, as always, with my
1: co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, how are you doing? I say we're here for the early edition. Extra, extra, read all about it. Packers take on Titans at Lambeau Field.
0: Yep, Lambo Lambo Field. Maybe some snow. Thursday night football in primetime. We are going to be there at the game, so that's extra exciting. So be tuned in for our post game after that game. We will probably be doing it Friday morning, but maybe we'll be feeling amped up for a Thursday night if we got a little extra energy in us. But Dad, You're not getting up Friday morning. <laughs> yeah, I'll be on West Coast time. It'll be fine, <laughs> right? That means you'll, you'll be getting no, up. No, no, it'll, it'll be fine. Don't you'll worry about crack it. Crack at noon. Don't worry about it. But anyways, yes, the Packers are at home on Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Uh, we're not a sponsor, but if they want to sponsor us, sure, why not? Um, facing the number three seed in the AFC. And before we get into that, just a couple quick pitches. If you want to know more about when these episodes are coming out, we do two a week, a pregame and a postgame. Come follow us on Twitter, at FatherSonPacker. We tweet out when new episodes come out. We tweet out when articles are published that we find interesting, Packers news notes and analysis, Packers injury reports, anything like that, trying to keep up with the Packers news cycle. Come follow us at FatherSonPacker. We'd really appreciate it. And then come subscribe to us on YouTube, FatherSonPacker's podcast, where you can catch all of these Packers father-son Packers episodes, you can also catch them on obviously Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts. You will find this podcast. But Dad, should we hit on some news and notes before we move on to the official pregame?
1: Sure. Let's get on to uh, sort of the the big some of the big news of the day is that the Packers made some roster moves. They made right? some roster moves that people had been calling for for a
0: while. So if you hadn't seen. Today, the Packers cut both Amari Rodgers, former third-round pick, second, only second-year player, and Kylan Hill, also only a second-year player, looked really promising in his rookie year, but both cut, and they signed D.D. Westbrook and linebacker Tim Ward to the practice squad. D.D. Westbrook, a punt return specialist. Don't know what took them so long to sign a punt return specialist, but that's neither here nor there. And then they signed Patrick Taylor to the 53-man roster from the practice squad today. Uh, some brief notes about the Amari and Kylan Hill cut specifically. Amari's cut, I would say was surprising, but according to Matt LaFleur was mostly due to performance on the field. Unfortunately, I'm a little surprised they cut him and didn't just bench him and tried to rebuild his confidence at the receiver position, but it is what it is. He just hadn't been playing well enough. And then Kylan Hill's cut, I think my wording was the Amari Rogers cut was surprising. The Kylan Hill cut was shocking. Uh, but according to Matt LaFleur, the quote was, this is what happens when you're not handling being in a backup role and not supporting the guys in not front of you. supporting your teammates or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and he said mm-hmm. it's a privilege Ouch. to be – he pretty much said it's a privilege to be a Packer. And Dad, I don't know if I've – have you ever heard Lafleur be Martin as harsh on a player? A
1: player I, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen that. So he must have been really – kind of almost disruptive to get that kind of treatment.
0: I mean, yeah, I've, the never, Mar-
1: I've never heard Lafleur be that harsh on a player
0: going in the, going out the door, coming in the door – like struggling on the field he is almost always giving canned pr answers like usually very yes, supportive the but
1: king of the canned pr answer
0: and so to even say anything vaguely negative
1: i mean if you if you're controlling for how much he right, like talks alarm bells should have been going off. you know going off when you hear that it's like oh man he's yeah. screaming his head off of that
0: yeah it must be it must have been pretty bad but dad you had uh some thoughts on the amari one well, i was I was,
1: like? I was kind of surprised with the amari thing i think okay yeah bench him, bench him, bench him, bench him, bench him from the punt returner duties. But I did think from the little time he got out there, there was something to work with in the offense. But I guess the Packers didn't see that way. You know, maybe whatever they were seeing in practice, just like they did not want to put him out there as a receiver. Which so is weird that- because they, tra- I mean, anyway, it's crazy I, that they that's traded fine. up. That's the
0: only thing I think. They traded up to draft him in the third round, spent multiple picks on him, and not even halfway through his second year, he's off the team. And not even for just for play on the field, according to uh, I posted a or retweeted a video. Uh, unfortunately, I forget who the original uh, t- um, tweeter of it was, but a video essentially of all of the Packers receivers in the locker room reacting to the news. Oh, yeah. And all of it was very much like, you know, Mari, great guy really gonna and and some of them were quite emotional i mean randall cobb sounded fairly choked up he does have a, a like more personal connection with amari um and then yeah uh, sammy Cobb's... watkins seemed very surprised he said i uh, he said i thought the use of the words they cut him and the the pronoun they was a bit interesting <laughs> the fact that he didn't use we it seemed like he was not really on board with that decision but i mean did you have any thoughts on that because i thought that was kind of yeah, it's I, wa- really I watched the whole
1: thing, but I guess they, yeah, they interviewed Watkins and Cobb and Touré. Watkins, was Cobb, Tour- Touré, Lazard. I saw and Lazard, Lazard okay. as well. Yeah. I didn't. I watched. I saw the bit from Watkins and Cobb. But I didn't watch the whole video, but yeah, I was, yeah. I wonder. What, I mean, yeah, maybe this will be better. You know, maybe this will be good for him. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe he'll go somewhere where he'll get more opportunities.
0: You can't argue that. I mean, if he wasn't a third round pick. The play on the field would have gotten him cut a long time ago. I mean, he has as many, he has as many fumbles as he does career catches. Um, I thought it was really nice. One of the, I think it was Toure mentioned that he left all of them like personalized voice memos and said he was going to be okay. You know, still rooting for him. I mean, it seems like he was generally well liked in the locker room and this was a tough cut for the team. But he, I mean, he just, he had had so many chances. He, they had given him
1: more than enough chances, to be fair. As a punt returner, they gave him many more chances than they should have. Yes. And then, yeah, it is weird they didn't give him as many chances as a receiver, but Very it is what few. it is. And, you know, every once in a while, when he got out there, he'd make a play or two. Didn't seem like nothing. But anyway, he's, yep. he's off the team. And uh, yeah, so, we'll see where he lands.
0: So that's the Packers news. Uh, let's go on to the injury report, and we'll touch on that bit of Titans news in the what's going on in Titans world. Okay. Sounds good. So, All right. To the injury report. Uh, This is as of Tuesday, so nothing final in terms of anyone being declared questionable or out. And all of these designations are estimated as both of these teams went through mostly walkthroughs on Tuesday. So keep that in mind. But a pretty long, uh, lengthy list of injuries for both teams, and we're going to start it off with the Packers. Um, David Bakhtiari, DNP for both days. Not surprising, given that it's a short week um, with his knee. Uh, Chris Barnes. Concussion, full practice both days, so it sounds like he's either out of the protocol or almost out of the protocol. These are just estimates, after all. Uh, Devondre Campbell, knee DNP both days estimated. It's not looking good for him off a short week. Mason Crosby back full and full, so it sounds like he should be good to go. back's
1: getting better, yeah.
0: Hopefully, knock on wood, obviously. Romeo Dobbs, ankle DNP both days. No surprise. I think the only surprise is that they haven't
1: put him on IR.
0: Especially since
1: the time frame is four to six weeks, so, four, that's IR. Exactly. I was a surprised they didn't do it. So the, you the, know, maybe the, maybe they're hopeful. Maybe they're hoping it's going to be less than the four to six that they first estimated. Anagbari, ankle, limited and limited. It's definitely going to be one to keep
0: an eye on because they are thin at that edge rusher position. Shamar John Charles, ankle, still DNP both days. I mean, he just can't get healthy. Uh, this has really been bugging him pretty much all year. Elton Jenkins, knee, DNP, <laughs> DNP, just like Bakhtiari. Not that surprising that they're just letting him take take it super easy on a short week on a, for a thursday night game um aaron jones uh shin injury um dnp dnp or limited 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 sorry thank you um and then alan lazard shoulder limited limited Keyshawn nixon calf limited limited um aaron Rodgers thumb dnp limited so it seems like that thumb is still bothering him um John
1: Runyon with his knee, limited yeah. and limited. Though That, that DNP, was, that wasn't even a walkthrough on yeah. Monday. Monday wasn't even a walkthrough. One, Monday was uh, no practice at all, just, just straight-up guesswork. Exactly. Um, and then Preston Smith with shoulder
0: and a groin, limited and limited. Um, I think the best news is Christian Watson moving up to full participation and uh, Devontae Wyatt moving up to a full participation with an ankle and foot, respectively. Sounds like the young guys are... Getting healthier because we did see Watson. He finished the game out, but he did get banged up at one point in that game. So it's good to see that they at least think he could have practiced in full today had they had a full walkthrough in practice. Dad, anything on the Packer side that we didn't touch on that you want to comment on?
1: I think that's the big thing is um, you know that it seems like the you know Bakhtiari and Jenkins is just like with how many days off they've had in a regular week on a short week you don't really expect them to practice much if at all this week. And Rodgers, yeah, he got a day to rest his thumb as usual. Yeah. Um, and the Watson and Wyatt being full participant already is good. And Barnes, maybe will be ready to go. The other thing to mention is Cobb's window. Yes. There's a lot of chatter out there that he could be activated on game day. And, which and would be big week. for them. And I think Barnes is sneaky, very big for them as well. Cause it
0: sounds like Campbell's not going to play. And when you're playing Derrick Henry, you're probably going to have to play a lot of base, and it doesn't seem like they're very comfortable having McDuffie out there. Um, But going on over to the Titans' side of the injury report, uh, they also, like we said, did a walkthrough Monday and Tuesday, so these are estimates. But Danico Autry, one of their better D linemen, uh, vet rest, limited and full, so sounds like he's going to be fine. Aaron Brewer, one of their offensive linemen, toe injury, limited full. Randy Bullock, their kicker, calf, DNP and DNP, so it's Seeming like he's
1: out, and they did sign Josh Lambo to their practice squad. Right, that's the big. I think that's the real uh, kind of clue there, as they sa- they signed uh, Lambo today um, to the practice squad.
0: And that, he's a pretty it's not going to go experienced kicker. So in terms of emergency options, not the worst. Yeah, he's had a ton um, of
1: experience in the in the pros playing for Jacksonville and maybe somebody else as well. Bud Dupree,
0: uh, one of their um, better edge defenders, probably their best edge defender um with uh, Harold Landry being out for the year um hip DNP DNP he also didn't play in the Broncos game so it's looking like he's not going to play this week either Caleb Farley uh their former first round pick at corner is on IR uh he's really struggled with injuries but so he's not going to play this week um Christian Fulton their other corner with a hamstring injury limited to full so it sounds like that's healing I don't believe he played against Denver either they were really banged up against Denver on defense, and they still put together a heck of a showing. Although, it is Denver. It was against Denver. <laughs> I mean,
1: let's 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 be serious here. Let Russ cook.
0: Uh, <laughs> Derek Henry, uh, you may have heard of him. Uh, vet rest, limited, and then full, so he's definitely going to play. Uh, Cody <laughs> Cody Hollister, one of their wide receivers with a back injury, DNP DNP. He's probably not going to play. Monty Hooker, they're one of their starting safeties with a shoulder injury, full and limited. Um,
1: so he right, so he got a downgrade going from Monday to Tuesday. He's but the they're only both one
0: estimated. So it's not a real downgrade. Yeah,
1: but is the only one that that got a
0: downgrade. Yes, and so, I, do, I think he worth also did not play against Denver. Lonnie Johnson, one of their DBs, with a hamstring, DNP, DNP, probably going to play. Ben Jones, their center, concussion, DNP, DNP. Short week on a concussion is usually recipe for not playing.
1: Yeah, I don't know when he got that concussion. David Long Oh, this is sorry, what I ahead. don't know. Did he miss last week? Did he get it a couple weeks ago, or did he get this? I don't know when that started. If it if it was this last week, then he's almost no chance of going. But I, I don't remember hearing about him getting hurt during the game. So I this might be a uh, based on a quick check, he did suffer it against the Broncos in that Week Ten game. So he's oh, probably not going. It seems like he's not going to be able to play then. If he just had a concussion on sunday to turn around and play in four days that might not even be allowed in the protocol to especially with the, that quickly with the edits to the protocol but he is their starting
0: center so he's probably not going to play and they're going to have to play a backup there which is definitely something to keep an eye on yeah. david long um they're starting and i would say borderline star linebacker um with a neck injury limited to full so he's probably going to play roger mccurry another one of their corners you're seeing a a trend on this, they are really banged up in the secondary. Um, but he was limited and limited with a calf injury, so that's one to keep an eye on. Elijah Molden, their starting slot corner, uh, with a groin injury limited to full, so it sounds like he's going to play, although these are all estimated. Jeffrey Simmons, this is the biggest the one big to one. watch because he is their best player on defense. He is their star D tackle is a former first-round pick. He is really good, and the Packers have struggled with elite D tackles all year. He had an ankle injury that held him out of the Broncos game and then was a DNP estimated Monday and then a limited estimated uh, to today on Tuesday. So they might have to Josh Myers might need to have the game of his life, I think. Uh, and then Kevin Strong, another one of their D linemen, uh, ankle injury limited to full. And then Ryan Tannehill,
1: quarterback, ankle limited to full. He's definitely going to play. Yeah, the um, fact that he was able to. I mean, last week was the question, you know, sort of the the borderline one, whether he'd be able to play or not. And after getting back last week, then I think mm-hmm. he's, you know, without any setback during the game, he should be good to go for the next.
0: Yeah. Any thoughts on those? I mean, the secondary is super banged up, but most of them are limited
1: or full, so it's seeming like they're going to play. Yeah, and their secondary, at least the cornerbacks, are not the strong part of their uh, team. The safeties in the secondary are the better part of their their team, and they are two. You bests. you can say that, but Fulton is. Really good. I know
0: that his PFF grades aren't great, but most film people agree that he's actually
1: very—he's had a very good year. Okay. Yes. So but somebody f- needs to Fult- change the metrics for their uh <laughs> their grading because their grading's supposed to be done <laughs> based on film. Well, it depends who's watching the film. But anyway, right. Uh, so it's like, right. <laughs> they, they, somebody needs to be fired.
0: But okay, I don't I, know who they
1: are. I'm not calling for anybody to be fired.
0: But there are at least <laughs> differing reports on how good Fulton is. I think some people said he's had a really good year. Um, Caleb Farley, first round pick, uh, Roger McCurry, a 35th overall pick, like top 50 pick. Um, Christian Fulton was a second round pick. I, a lot of capital in this secondary. Um, and then the D line having Danico Autry and, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, both on the injury report and both expected to play is very big for the Titans. Cause those guys are difference makers. Um, not having Bud Dupree is going to hurt them. Um, but they, yeah, they Dupree still have Dupree that to be pressure because he's been,
1: you know, I'm their best. Their best pass rusher, even though he's coming from the inside, and their run, their best run stopper.
0: Yeah. Do you want to move on to our game preview? Since we're already so talking about to, it, yeah. Blast from the past first. Yes, like the, in every pregame, which we do every
1: week, we like to do the last time these two teams played. So, Dad, take it away. So, so this was not that long ago. Sometimes I was like, man, this you had to go back. Yeah, deep dive but this one was just two years ago it December does not even feel like it doesn't even feel like two years like well the, that's because it was like two COVID years which are like it's true either it's like short really of a year or each fr- it's yeah. either really short or forever so Somehow, depending both, on which actually. way you're looking at it yeah. yeah um but the packers won that going away 40 to 14 oh they it was this was such a fun game They this was dylan's in breakout finally got his breakout game well that doesn't um, say finally it was his rookie year well, yeah, I mean, but it was whatever, uh, a dozen games in, where, if, where he saw, I think it was Jamal was out, I guess, that game. Yes, this so was Dylan in Moore, December. And he got 124 yards and two TDs, and Jones also had a good game with 94 yards on the ground. And the Packers jumped ahead to a 19 nothing lead and basically took the Titans out of the run game. I mean,
0: even when the, even- when the Titans <laughs> were in the run game in the first half, they held Derrick Henry to 35 rushing yards in the first half. I remember watching this game and being like, wow. A heck of a squad we got here,
1: and it and wasn't exactly like 2020 was some kind of outlier good run defense for no. the Packers. It was not. It was a mediocre run defense. It was
0: nowhere near as bad as 2019. It's not as bad as it is this year. It was a pretty solid run defense. But the big, the big star of this game. I mean, obviously, Dylan's coming out party, but Devontae Adams had 11 catches for 142 yards and three touchdowns in prime time. Yeah. I remember watching this game like they. They cannot guard this man. They can't guard him. Yep. Send help!
1: Send help! <laughs> and we got a little bit of snow as the game went on. Yes, this is the game where, um, Dylan essentially put somebody in, just planted them six feet under in a grave at the goal line. Whoever yes, the one of their D tackles. Yeah, D tackle and He just just ran him over. Yeah, like he I got mean, hit by like he was like tried to stand in front of the bulls of Pamplona.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was a really fun game to watch. I rewatch those highlights sometimes because it was so much fun watching it. But uh, yeah, so the Packers won oh, yeah. last time, uh, and that was that was Lafleur's first matchup against his former uh, head coach in Tennessee. Because if you didn't remember, oh, right. Lafleur was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee in 2018. Um, but that beyond that, that was the last time these two teams played. What has Tennessee been up to? Should we should we touch on that? What's yeah. going on in Titans' world? They're still leading the division, third seed in the AFC after being the first seed last year, and they're definitely doing better than expected given that they got rid of A.J. Brown over this offseason for a first-round pick, and the receiver they drafted to replace him, Traylon Burks, has struggled with injury. Ryan Tannehill has struggled with injury. They've had to start Malik Willis a few games, and he's really struggled. I mean, given all of that, they've had a pretty decent record. I mean, they yeah, got the, boat I raced by they, the they got boat raced by the Bills, but every other game has been very close.
1: And I think that's been the secret to their record is they've been able to squeak out close games and score more than the metrics would predict. Um, I mean, so, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel's a heck of a coach. He and I, I, consistently I this up. consistently gets more out of these teams than you'd think they'd be able to get. You know, and one of the things I did look up, sorry, listeners, was about – because they'll talk about how you know well they function a, a, on defense as a unit. And so I, I meant to look up the uh, um, penalty rate mm.
0: for mm-hmm.
1: the Titans um, in terms of their how well disciplined they are. But that, that one I forgot as I was looking through other things. But so one thing they're doing is they're actually scored. So we, we were talking about how the Packers def- um, offense hasn't, has been struggling to find a stride. Tennessee's been scoring less. But barely. It's like 18.4 points to 18.5. But they got way fewer yards per game. 282 to the Packers, 352. And especially in the passing game, where they're second to last ahead of only the Bears.
0: I mean we'll talk about this, but they can't pass the ball for shit. I mean Right.
1: They're bad and they and the receivers are bad. And they can't yeah. pass. But um however they are you know their their the running game is still good. But even even the rushing is only four yards per game ahead of Green Bay's per game. So it's not like they're way outperforming. Total, total yards per game can be misleading, but yes. But it's not like the Packers are this fast-paced team it's that's true. running a lot of plays, and so they're artificially inflating their counting stats. That's true. That's, That's true. The, Green Bay's actually near the bottom. I need to look up where t- Tennessee is. I would not be surprised
0: if Tennessee's right down there with them in pace. They're going to be
1: down there too with how much they run the ball. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um and their defense is a little better than Green Bay's in points per game at 18.7 versus Green Bay giving up 21.6. Both of them negative for the year in terms of net points.
0: If you however, I did look at this they gave up 41 to the Bills. It's because
1: they got crushed by the Bills. <laughs> if
0: you take that out, they're down to about 15. They got... Besides that game, they've looked very competitive in every game. I mean, they played the Chiefs quite Do you know how many yards with they a gave up? quarterback and no receivers.
1: Did you see how many yards they gave up to the Bills? Because their their yards per game they give up is 358, which is worse than Green Bay's 320. So they are they're got a big negative... In net yards per game. They're getting, you know, 70 fewer yards per game on offense than they're giving up on defense. They gave up 414 yards of
0: offense to the Bills. So a lot, but not like 600.
1: So in 10 games, that extra 60 is adding only, you know, about six yards per game. Not actually that much above their average. Not like totally skewing the average. It wouldn't be like the the median would be way lower than that. So it's yeah. not super skewed by the one game. And so, you know, Green Bay, meanwhile, is net positive in yards. So they've been underperforming yes. in net score per yards. If you Because
0: would... the red zone offense is atrocious. <laughs> Just To put it lightly, the red zone offense is really, really effing bad. I mean, it wasn't good last year. It was bad last year. It is... Yep. Can, isn't it wild that two years ago, when they last played the Titans in 2020, they had one of the greatest red zone offenses of all time? I and think then suddenly so. off a cliff.
1: I think you know, at one point they were like the best of all time. I don't know. that yeah. la- I don't think it lasted the, the whole gold season, zone.
0: Do you remember the gold zone? What a I time! I love gold. Hey, we're gonna get trademark stricken if you <laughs> keep that up. But anyway, should we get into the meat of our game preview since we're already kind of talking about it?
1: Yeah, let's go. Sure. Though.
0: Yeah, let's start with what makes the Titans a tough matchup. I can go first if you'd like. Go ahead. So um, you may have heard of him. His name is Derek Henry. He is a machine. I think he is one of the top 10 running backs ever. I think you could even make an argument that he's higher than that. Um, as Joe Barry put it, he literally <laughs> looks like Preston Smith when he breaks the huddle. This man is 6'4", 240. He is built like a linebacker. He is the greatest high school running back of all time.
1: Oh, but those are some—those are some highlights to see if you guys if you, ever watch those high school.
0: Oh man! If you ever it's have like you, a free moment, and you want to just watch Derek. Like he looks the same as he does now, but he's playing against it's, children, and it it's looks like you dropped
1: a college star into a pee-wee league when you and watch he, him run in those games. He averaged like 250 rushing yards
0: a game. Like, it was absurd. Like, go look at the game log stats. Like, one team held him to 160, and they should have felt so proud of themselves. They held him to, like, four yards a carry. I want to know what that team was on. But anyway, he had a slightly disappointing game against Denver. But before that, he had five straight games of 100 yards rushing, which is crazy considering he's coming off a pretty major foot injury last year. Um, And then, so obviously, Derrick Henry... Super dangerous. One of the best running backs ever, especially when he's going outside, and is probably is the best stiff arm ever. I would say. <laughs> I have had it in my,
1: in my notes too, but I'll get to that. Uh, yes, and then
0: bit. my second thing is their defense. Their defense is very legit. Uh, they've played some really tough competition. They're ninth in DVOA per football Outsiders for the season. If you don't know what DVOA is, it accounts for the competition they're playing against, um, and kind of adjusts based on how other defenses are going against, doing against that team, and kind of controls for that. So they're ninth in total DVOA for the season. And while they're pretty solid against the pass, they're 13th in DVOA, they really shine on run defense. They are 1st in run defense per DVOA. They're 2nd in rushing yards per game allowed at uh, 85.1 for the season. Over their last 3 games, they're allowing just 61.7 yards per game running the ball. It is... It was... The caveat is it was just against the Texans, Chiefs, and Broncos,
1: which... I mean, Damian Pierce for the, the Texans is quite good. I got to say, the Texans can run, but the Chiefs just don't even bother.
0: The Chiefs don't bother running, and the Broncos can't really do anything on offense. But the other caveat going the other way for the Broncos is they were missing almost their entire starting defense with Simmons out, uh, and then Hooker out, Dupree out. I mean, they were missing half their team, so I think that kind of evens out. They're third in yards per carry allowed at 3.9 yards per carry. And this isn't a fluke. This is what Mike Vrabel-led defenses do. They were first in uh, yards per game allowed on the uh, ground last year as well. This is all per team rankings um, online. And, I mean, that run defense makes them a really tough tough competition because especially for the Packers, which we'll touch on in a little bit, but the Packers have historically struggled when they can't run the ball. And the reason they beat Dallas is because they had almost a 65-35 run-to-pass ratio. That's going to be tough to do in this game. And this is part of what makes the Titans a tough matchup. They're a good all-around defense, but they are a insane run defense. Dad, did
1: what did you have? What makes the Titans a tough matchup in your mind? <laughs> so I kind of have the same things you have, and I'll talk about some different aspects of it. Because these are the two main things that drive the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry carrying the ball. And their defense, especially their run defense this year. Old school, hard nose football. <laughs> yep. And cold weather, Lambeau, late in the year, run game. Henry. So Henry is seventh among running backs by Football Outsiders DVOA, leading the league in yards per game right now. And he's also the eighth-rated running back by PFF. So basically every metric, yeah, this guy's good. We knew it. <laughs> Little-known fact: he, This man, who's a shoe in <laughs> for the Hall of Fame, is good. And as 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 uh, you mentioned, he has, I think, also one of the best stiff arms of all time. He has 33-inch arms. He's got the
0: best stiff arm. He's got of all long
1: time. arms for a running back to the point where a bunch of analysts a couple years ago say like, maybe we should be checking all running backs for how long their arms are. There's actually correlation well it, it, there, and it's, right, it's there's, kind there's, of weird. it's one of the highest correlations for. Predicting running back success is how long their arms are. So Aaron Jones, inch arms. Aaron Jones, freakishly long arms. Look it up. Ah, I meant to freakishly look up freakishly long for, arms for his size, It's because yes. he's like at what five ten, but he's got. So I'm going to tell you right bit. now that man is not five ten. That man is <laughs> that
0: man is not 5'10". <laughs> five eight and a half. He is 8'5"? Kyler Murray. He's a Kyler Murray five ten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like like a basketball uh, height um, listing
0: with shoes on and an extra inch. Yes.
1: <laughs> so. So the one thing about thinking about this, because a lot of times what you see is like he gets out of the outside oh. and hits some poor defensive back with a stiff arm. The guy's got no chance. The guy's on the ground. He's like desperately trying to reach Henry's body and can't. So, so one thing is actually our edge defenders. Preston has 34-inch arms, and Henry Barney has 34-and-three-quarter-inch arms. I'm going to tell you now. It's not it's
0: going <laughs> <gonna> to save him. <laughs> it's not going to
1: help him. But the other you thing is the like...
0: Thing, the, the one thing I'll say about Derrick Henry, he'll be plodding along, three yards a carry, three yards a carry, four yards a carry, and then all of a sudden, seven yard carry to the house. He runs over a, you. He's so he, much faster than you realize too. When he gets out in field, on in the open field, his strides are so long, no one ever catches him. No one ever yeah, catches him.
1: All of a sudden, he runs over you like you're the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: I mean, he hates. You remember? He, he hates
1: hate the jaguar. <laughs> thank goodness him. he
0: doesn't. Or thank goodness he doesn't hate us like that. But no, because he will, he will be having an average game, and then all of a sudden, will just bust like a seventy yarder, straight or a ninety to yarder, that, or a ninety yarder that completely flips the tone of the game. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, continue. we're a little bit
1: about our, our linebackers because like McDuffie's arms are only thirty and a quarter.
0: McDuffie also weighs thirty pounds less than him. <laughs> About yeah, that's about right. Yeah. They're like he's <laughs> bigger than our linebackers.
1: Yep. Um is probably about the same size.
0: He's like five pounds heavier than Quay, I think I looked it up.
1: Okay, but that's pretty close. Yeah, I guess. That's just that's just like a that's just like a big you know, big meal before before the game. Five pounds. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> and my so then goodness. I then I have they're
1: more about Danger, Will Robinson, with the big, long uh, robot arms. I was doing Warning, that. <laughs> warning. I
0: <was> in the, <laughs> I'm in danger.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ralph Wiggum. Yes, the Ralph Wiggum, I'm in danger meme. But anyway, sorry, continue. But the defensive line is also, the so in the run defense, so now I'll talk about, the, you also I the same thing about the run defense and talk a little bit about different things about it. Is there The, the defensive line is best in the league by DVOA, especially against the run they're only average in sack rate. They're kind of middle of the pack in sack rate, but really good against the run. Elite against run up the middle. So um, like mid-guard, so guard center, guard by DVOA. In the A-gap, they're yeah. first um, against the run. And they're fourth in the league at runs coming behind the tackle. They're a little bit vulnerable around the ends. So the wide runs, um, their opponents have had more success. So that's something maybe... Um, we have, and then the D line is also first in ESPN run stop win rate. I mean and Simmons is Simmons third. is very good. Denico Autry is very underrated. He is a yeah. really good football player. So, so as individual by run stop win rate, Simmons is third for D tackles. So it's really important mm-hmm. whether he's able to go or not. Yeah, that's and the also biggest as, one to keep an eye on. And as you mentioned, this combination of teams that really run the ball well and really defend the ball well have defend the been run well. I mean, defend the run. Well, have been like kryptonite for the Packers. Someone, under the I think floor. it was
0: Benjamin Solak on Twitter today said that the Titans are the forty, like the diet forty ers and David Long is diet Fred Warner. Was his point? But anyway, they they really, it was a really good point because they play like the Niners. They
1: yeah, really so this do. Is, you know, the kind of team like the the um, the Buccaneers. The Niners. the Niners, when the Packers struggled against them, was the same formula. Same thing? Though they were, I think, a little bit better at chasing down runners wide, sideline to sideline. And both their, of those teams, because their had, linebackers were better than, and the both Titans of those teams had
0: much better pass rushes. With yes, the they, they,
1: they combined yeah. it with pass, solid run defense with pass rush with sideline to sideline speed. Yeah. So the, some of those things are lacking. The 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 Titans need to be more very strong up the middle, not so strong out wide. And so we'll since see how that goes. Did you have anything
0: else? Because we're kind of already talking about how this ties into yeah. the Packers. How do you think the Titans are going to try and exploit the Packers? Because I have a few things here. I think the big thing is they are going to try to force the Packers to pass on early downs and then handle them situationally. And what I mean by that is going into last week, so not counting the Broncos game, Uh, teams facing the Titans had a 60% neutral pass rate, which is the highest in the league per, this is per Hayden Winks of underdog football and a neutral pass rate in this instance means on first and second downs with a win probability between 80 and 20. So not in a blowout, not when the game's already decided and then not within the last two minutes of a half. So not when a team is doing a two minute drill. And then, so specifically looking at that first and second down aspect, once they do force you to pass on first and second down and get you to third down, they are allowing the lowest third down conversion rate in the NFL per team rankings at just 27.87%. So they're making you pass on early downs because their run defense is so good. And then they're elite on third down stopping you on third down. And as we know, the Packers don't really have many go-to guys on third down. They're only 18th in the league at around a 40% conversion rate on third downs. Maybe if Randall Cobb comes back, this will help. But if you look at the numbers pre and post Randall Cobb's injury, their third down conversion rate is very similar. I'm taking out the Jets game where he got hurt midway through because it's kind of like a 50-50. He played about his usual amount of snaps, but... He got hurt about halfway through, I would say. Uh, they did go four of 16 on uh, third down in that game, for reference, so it was their worst shot. But their 43% conversion rate without him outside of that game and 42% conversion rate with him outside of that game, pretty much the same. Those are both via stat news, uh, by the way. So I think I would, I would have thought that having Randall Cobb back would really help them, but I mean. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. The numbers don't really bear it out, although you could argue, hey, what is the actual rates on third and longs? Maybe that has bit different numbers, and that's a good point. But I think just making the Packers do what they're not good at, which is passing the ball, and that's going to be a huge... That's I think that's that lines up to possibly give them a huge advantage especially making the Packers pass on early downs cuz we touched on early in the year when they pass on first and second down they I don't get the they pass. don't
1: get a first down those have been bad but uh you know I only have yeah. a few things to add Go this cuz we talked cause I did you have more cuz i thought, no no uh, those are my two big ones so i only had a couple things here cuz we kind of talked about um what makes them a tough matchup already and so just how i think the titans will specifically plan to take to exploit the packers like so Henry, despite being a big back, he's actually does his his best work when he's going outside, while, um, mm-hmm. running outside and breaking the big the big runs. And because he's a bit best... of an he's a bit of an upright runner. Yes, he is. He's kind of an upright runner, maybe a little bit like like a Dickerson, bigger, Eric, a bigger Eric Dickerson. I was going to say like a bigger Eric Dickerson. Um, and and Tennessee's best run success has come to the left side. Um, they're still pretty good straight up the middle, but um. And the less success behind either tackle, so either straight up the middle or or wide, have been their best run-ins. and the, probably the long runs for Henry have been mostly, I think, up that left sideline. If you think about the highlights of his his career, highlights is usually running up that left sideline. Can um, I ask you a question? Sure. Should I? Should we be Can afraid?
0: Should we be afraid for Darnell Savage? <laughs> like, should <laughs> we fear for his health and safety? Uh, I, uh, no. You know why? Because he's not going to touch him. <laughs> exactly. just going to whiff. Oh. <laughs> he did look much better in the slot last week. He looked
1: much yes. better in the slot. His tackling was better. His coverage was better. I keep that man in the slot. Where yes. I think when he starts off closer to the action and he's not trying to, I think maybe one of the things is you don't have the man coming at you with all the momentum. Um, and the fact that he's running with the um, offensive player from the start, gives him a better job of using the tools that he has to try to make a play on the ball or the man. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe that, maybe that it's just like his reaction time or, or his ability to diagnose which way the, the offensive player is going to go. when It you could be a million things. But it's only a one-game sample size that he's looked better. So. But maybe – I mean, in college he played a lot of slot, and I think he was better at that.
0: In college and he played a lot that, of everything.
1: Yeah, but maybe that the putting him in the slot will – um, neutralize some of his weaknesses. We could hope. But anyway, how uh, anything
0: else for how the Titans might try and uh, take advantage of the Packers' weaknesses? Um,
1: so I think like they're going to try to you know, as you said, stop the run and force third and long. You know, by mm-hmm. by basically getting giving up a a one yard run and a two yard run and then it's three and seven. Yeah. Um, and. Green Bay's run block win rate is only 17th in the league um mm-hmm. by uh you know ESPN so not their passing blocking is actually um been much better than their run blocking so far this year. Yeah, um, they're sixth in pass block win rate. Um yeah. so we can now switch over to how we think the Packers will try to exploit the Titans because yeah the I mean they're the on Titans a one game perfect team.
0: They're not and they the Packers have, are on a one game win streak just just we so are out. on a
1: roll, baby. This is
0: that's as good as it gets. But
1: I think uh, we the are biggest... undefeated over the last you know four days, eight days, eight that...
0: days, <laughs> ten days, whatever it is. um The Packers. I think the biggest thing is force Ryan Tannehill and a subpar receiver core to beat you. Remember, they let AJ Brown walk. uh Traylon Burks, who they drafted in the first round, has been injured. Although he did just come back last week off of IR, and just. Don't forget that this just two weeks ago and with the caveat that Malik Willis was starting, um, not Ryan Tannehill, their preferred starter, the Titans had zero catches from wide receivers versus the Chiefs. That's just shocking. Zero. That is has that when was the last time
1: that happened? And it's not like the Chiefs are known for their, you know, locking locking down receivers and having low scoring games. So yeah,
0: play man, put eight in the box. And just see what happens. If Ryan Tannehill beats you, he beats you. Shake his hand after the game. <laughs> but he has only thrown for over 200 yards three times in seven starts this year. And that's a low bar. 200 yards. That's a very low bar. And yeah, I know he's, it's going to be downhill.
1: I would say two years ago, three years ago. I thought he was when a he top first 10 got to Tennessee, he played very well. And then last year, he was not as good as he had been. And then this year, when he's played, it's been, it's, it's it's been, been worse. Bottom half of the league. Well, let's not, I want to, I want to. Bottom half of the league a, is a pretty big bucket.
0: I want to push back on he wasn't that good last year. He took the Tennessee Titans to the number one seed with no Derrick Henry. They did get the number one seed. With no Derrick Henry. This is true. They lost him for the second, um, about half of the year? Yeah, for like half the year. I think he missed like eight games. Eight yeah. or nine games. So I'm going to push back that he wasn't that good last year. Yes, he completely sold their playoff game against the Bengals. But he had a good. He had a good season, but anyway, um, play man. Put eight in the box. I know it's going to be tough to play base if because Campbell probably can't go, and if Chris Barnes can't go, I don't know what you're going to do. Put eight in the box with a safety there. Maybe just put Amos down in the box all Bring game. Amos
1: down in the, as the box safety, and uh, I don't know have if I Ford I, and Nixon and
0: see. I don't know if I love that. I don't think they can. I don't think they feel comfortable in putting Amos in the box anymore because they don't feel comfortable putting Savage back, and I don't think they, they can did just it last have, game. I don't when think they can just done. have four I don't think they can just have Ford back. But anyway. He's um, got good speed. Four four flat, I think. It's not all that matters.
1: But anyway, um, No, but I mean he I'd prefer him back there alone than Savage. I disagree. Um You'd rather have Savage back there
0: as the last line of defense? I'd rather have Savage in a in a uh, one high shell, yes. Um than Ford. Yeah, I don't I don't Ford had I one Ford had one good game. Let's
1: Yeah. I'm, let's calm down.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Ford is good. I like Ford, but I
1: don't want him as the only like like one high safety. Um, but then, but, anyway. but actually, when they go to the dime, then then they have um, Ford and Savage back, Amos in the slot, um, Jair, Douglas, and Keyshawn. And Keyshawn. They had Amos they went, in the when, slot when, in dime. No, no, uh, no. As as like the the robber. Not in the slot. Keyshawn's in the slot. and Amos is the robber playing up as the dimes um, backer, dime safety. Mm-hmm. And but anyway. They, and they, and they, when they brought
0: Nixon in. It's going to be tough for them because they don't really have the personnel to play base like they would probably want to. I think if Campbell was healthy, we might see some more of that 4-3 defense that they ran out in week one before Barnes got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the big thing. Make Tannehill beat you. That's That's how I think they need to approach this game. And... Go ahead. What's, what do you, how do you think the Packers are going to take advantage of the. So I think, but
1: they're going to try to do. I think. what they should should try to do. Overall, it's only 21st by DVOA. So their offense has really been a little bit below average. Middle. It's actually surprisingly middle of the pack in both run and pass. And they are 27th in the league in adjusted sack rate. um, Given up. Even though they don't pass that much. They're probably not giving up that many total sacks. But their their sack percentages, um, you know, not good. So if the Packers can score early, I mean, this is going to be the trick, like the last game. If the Packers can get ahead early and get the Titans into a position where they need to pass. That's where I think they can take advantage because the, the the Titans wide receivers. Everybody talks about you know how the Packers wide receiver core has been good this year. Titans wide receivers are worse. Yeah, and the best of the lot seems to be Westbrook Akine here who. Would be a good wide receiver 3-4 I think on, on, a, on a good team.
0: I'm not all the way out on trail on Burks yet. He's had a bit of an injury. No, in I just
1: season. mean right now. But I'm not he, talking about the future. Burks is going to play in this game. I know, but he thought it was his first game back last game. Are you out on your guy, Bobby Trees, already? Bobby Trees is not... He's had a, not a good year.
0: That's your fantasy pick right there. That's your guy.
1: Well, yeah, I... Don't have them on my team anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, should we move on and, to? Well, or, I have a little bit more. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so getting back to you know the, the the Packers made this be the game where passing more could be better. You know, so their pass blocking is really good, six in per ESPN, and they have two of the was, top top I, three offensive tackles. And I think in pass block win rate,
0: and I think Diamond is number one. And Nyman is, is number
1: three. Nyman has rounded into form at right
0: tackle. He looks good at right tackle right now. And I think last week I heard on a podcast that it was the first game either. I okay, I don't know if it was of the year or his career, but the first game Michael Parsons
1: hasn't had a quarterback hit. I was like, that's something we failed to really talk about uh, at, at the post game. It's because he was they, invisible. They deleted they him. They took him out of the game in part from running the ball so effectively, but they also were able to block him up very well. He, you know, Lawrence had some caused some plays. Lawrence caused some problems. But but they really did a great job with Parsons.
0: Well, I think um, actually Dallas kind of took Parsons out of the game a little bit as well because they played him at linebacker, like middle they linebacker. They dropped him off the a line lot, a lot because they were the so worried, were worried about Jones. And it was like, thank you. Thank you very much. We will take that 10 times out of 10. Thank you. But anyway, yeah. we're talking about the Cowboys but, now. Let's move but,
1: on. Let's, let's keep talking about the Titans. <laughs> let's get back to the Titans. Yeah. So Pass blocking and and a Myers is sixth in centers for pass block win rate, and Tennessee's pass rush win rate they're only twenty fourth. So this you know maybe this will be the game where passing more will be successful. Um, I mentioned already about their PFF grades for the corners not being so good, and you ha- and some people have issues with uh, how the 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 corner gr- grades have been. Um, showing up for the titans though their safeties are good both um
0: i mean by a perennial uh, pro bowler and then hooker is the other one and hooker and i think uh what's his name uh, is it adams also been i i'm not familiar i'm not as familiar with adams um uh, <sighs> but byard and byard and hooker are the the two the stars andrew adams i guess is who you're referring to i'm not as i'm not as familiar with him his play i think his pf grades are good. i forget how many snaps he's had But anywho, but Hooker and Bayard, I mean, Bayard's been a Pro Bowler countless times. Uh, Hooker's a really, really solid player out of Iowa. I remember really liking him. And I mean, they got a fast secondary. Bayard runs a 4-4. Hooker runs a 4-4. Fulton runs a 4-4. I mean, they have some speed on the back end. And so it's going to be, I'm not impossible because I think Christian Watson's a level faster than that even, but it's going to be tough to hit over there. He's faster
1: than 4-4.
0: It's going to be tough to hit over the top like they did versus the Cowboys, especially now that the Titans know that that's a major part of the Packers' offense. Um, should we move on to what we want to see from the Packers in this game? Yes. Okay, go ahead and you go ahead and uh,
1: start us off. So, you know, even though they've got some fast guys there, I want to see them take some deep shots to Christian Watson this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if we could try to get the... Um, the safety's backed up a little bit. Maybe it'll then after that open up some uh, room in the run game, especially to try to get around the um, wide around the edge, if that's where the space is. Um, oh, and I wanted to mention and talking about this like deep shots. I don't know if you saw this. I think it was Ross Uglum asked Dusty Evely to compare the Packers points per possession with, with Watson and without him. Yeah. And it I think it's a it seemed like a significant difference. Uh, and, it was uh, significantly higher with Watson than without. I want to so. see I want to see
0: that same stat, but with MVS. I just want to see like the control. I want to see the control level, the base level to be having a speed guy, and I want to compare the two. I'm sure with Watson it'll still be better, but I just think that's a better control baseline
1: personally. Oh, that's fine, but it does make a difference.
0: Having Watson is way better than not having him,
1: right? Yes, and so. <laughs> The the idea is we have only been able to see the potential of this offense for a part of the year. I mean, I with think, Watson missing a bunch, and I and, think and the you, offensive line just coming like last game. That was the first game all year where yes. the preferred starting O line played, played the whole snap. game. And the thing is, I mean, they've gotten so.
0: I hate to be this fan. They have gotten so unlucky so many times this season. I mean, yeah. they have been this close to a lot of wins and yes. have just shot themselves in the foot
1: so and many times. that's kind of what we talk about where some of the metrics like your, your predicted point totals based on how effectively you're moving the ball, they're like way below projection. So you're hoping that will regress to the mean and they'll start producing more points? We'll see. We'll see. And the other thing I have is I want to see Ford... At safety again. I don't want to see Savage trying to tackle Henry in the open field. Yeah,
0: I mean, gang tackling is going to be huge in this game. Rally They're to going the to ball. need to rally to the ball because I don't think there's one guy on the Packers that will be able to tack One guy on the Packers outside of the D-line that can tackle Derrick Henry one-on-one that's playing in this game. Um, I think my big things that I want to see from the Packers is for the first time ever, I just want them to focus all of their resources on the opposing team's best player. It seems like they're allergic to doing it. They let CeeDee Lamb go crazy. They let Justin Jefferson go crazy. They let Brees Hall go crazy. I mean, they're all—they are routinely looking at the other team, seeing the other team's best player, and not account like not allotting additional resources to that player. Like I said before, I want to see multiple players in the box on almost. Every obvious any down that's not an obvious passing down, I think it's tough without Campbell. Like I said, but Henry's essentially the whole offense, and your job is to stop one guy. If Tannehill beats you, he yep. beats you. But you can't if you can't lose this game with Derrick Henry running for two hundred yards or one hundred and fifty yards because it's just so obvious that that is all the Titans are going to try and do.
1: Yep. So you have to play the game where that's the thing you're trying the most to stop. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Should we move on to our, we're getting a little long on time players to watch.
1: Sure. So I'm looking at matchups in this case. So Quay Walker trying to go sideline to sideline and tackle Derek, Derek Henry. It's one of the things I'm going to be watching for. So we'll, um, even more so than 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 Quay tackling up the middle is will they be able to um, run down Henry and either knock out Browns or bring him down um, when he so he doesn't get those really long runs. And then I want to see. I was thinking about just Myers versus Simmons, but really it's sort of guard center guard versus Simmons up the middle. Um, can they can they move him? Can they open up space and can they? Um, reduce the pressure he's making it he's producing up the middle
0: yeah and then my players to watch uh number one i think is kenny clark um they need him to be great in this game and he's going to be going against a backup center most likely he's got to dominate that matchup because he doesn't have campbell behind him he just has quay and maybe chris barnes probably mcduffie and kenny i know it's kind of just you versus the world up there on the line but it's a backup center, and you're going to have to have a Pro Bowl-level day because you're capable of having a Pro Bowl-level day. And if you don't, I am worried about – I know Derrick Henry isn't as good up the middle as he is to the outside, but still going to be a problem. And then my other one is Christian Watson. Um, had a really awesome game last week, but still some hiccups. Uh, Stopped running on that deep ball. Two big drops. Uh, The stop running on the deep ball was more egregious to me um yeah he just uh you know he looked back it's like oh i guess play's over
1: it's like oh crap it's coming to me
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and but um if he can stack successful days it'd be so so huge for the packers offense they need the spark that he that he provides i mean he is an elite elite athlete amongst elite athletes like he th- there is obviously a different gear with him and it is so important to the packers offense um but yeah those are my players to watch dad Let's finish this up with some score predictions. What do you got?
1: Okay, so you want to go first?
0: Yeah, I got uh, I got Titans 17, Packers 10. Um, Packers historically have struggled to win when they can't run the ball. Titans are the best run defense in the league. Titans are the best third down defense in the league. They run the ball really well, which the Packers have struggled with all year. Packers are beat up on the edges and at linebacker. It's just a tough matchup. I'm hoping for the best. We're going to be at the game. I'm sure on game day I will have completely flipped this, but right now I'm thinking Titans 17, Packers 10, unfortunately.
1: So I've got mine flipped. I've got compared to yours. I got the Packers 17 and the, beating the Titans with only 10. And the Titans have, I think their their offense is not really on the whole that imposing. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't really – I don't expect their sort of luck to score more than the point, the yards um, predict to I, – I expect that to regress to the mean um, at some point and hopefully now. Because they need it because, you know, <laughs> and if they win another game – I mean, Philly didn't
0: do us any favors by not beating Washington. <sighs> Thanks, Philly.
1: Yeah, um, and also the uh, Chargers the, didn't do us any the Chargers, favors. you know, blowing a lead to the Niners. Where, yeah, those were teams that are ahead of us in the uh, the, uh, the the standings right now. Yeah, but we still have chance. Still got a chance. I mean,
0: we're not dead yet.
1: Well, not dead technically.
0: Yet. Not technically dead yet. But anyway, thank you so much for coming and listening to this pre, uh, Packers pregame for Thursday Night Football against the Titans. If you enjoyed this podcast, come give us a follow on Twitter at FatherSonPacker. Come subscribe to us on YouTube, Father Son Packers Podcast. Those would both really help our numbers, and we'd really appreciate it. We'll be doing a post game right after this game, either Thursday night or Friday morning. So come give that a listen as well. And until next time, go Pack Go.
1: Go Pack Go.